Welcome to Locked in My Office. In this episode, there's a little hole in the recording schedule, and so um, one of the nice things about my job is I can always just ask students to come chit-chat with me, and that's just what I did. Um, so I invited one of my microcontroller students, Sierra, um, and I told her to bring some friends, and so she brought Lily and Carson, and uh, we actually had quite a fun conversation about, um, well, being a student is a topic that often comes up when talking to students, um, anxieties, life choices, things like that. Um, so it's kind of, I suppose, a philosophical um, episode to some degree, but also um, it's pretty funny. So um, I hope you enjoy. And also, I don't think there's going to be something posted next week just because of spring break. So um, there'll be a little lapse, but I'll be back after that with who knows what. So hope you enjoy. All right, it's the rando special. <laughs> that's kind of what this is today. No, it's that's the, fair. Well, oh, we didn't even do our sound check because we're 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 so behind. But uh, you can hear me and hello, testing one two three. Wait, hello. you're on, you're on the same mic as me. Okay, you go. Hello, hello. Perfect, we're working. There we go. <laughs> now we're actually ready to go. Um, so today we're just here to shoot the shit. I think right with Pretty some well. students. This sounds like fun. Um. <laughs> So, uh, why don't you all rec uh, recommend yourself? Why don't <laughs> Why don't you recommend yourself that people listen to you right now? No, why don't why you guys you introduce talk yourself? <laughs> I would not recommend my company. <laughs> it just wow. names. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sierra Derosha, EET. <laughs> I'm Lily Atten. I'm a CPE. Carson Bellick. I'm an EE. Super cool. All right, good conversation. See you guys. No. <laughs> so. We're midway through the semester. How are you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. I'm actually yeah. fine. It's my last semester, so I actually don't have a huge load of stuff. Your class is actually probably like the most I'm spending my time. But <laughs> that, like, other than that, it's like Haas classes and stuff. So I'm just cruising. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. yeah, no, you're done. You got like 19 credits. Oh, no, I have 15 credits, but it's oh. just a lot of. I have. Taking two coding classes, a math class, and an EE class, so it's a lot. And working 20 hours. <laughs> yeah, true. They yeah. um they had a co-op um, with Calumet Electronics, and they're yeah. still doing that. Are you, you're still I'm there? I'm still there, yeah. yeah. What about wow. you? What you got going on? Oh, I'm just going through classes, kind of going on autopilot already. <laughs> What's your hardest class you have this semester? Electronic applications. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Who's that with? It's, yeah. That's with Bergstrom. Dr. Bergstrom, and we yeah. cover um, basically a lot of small signal MOSFET and BJT amplifier designs. Gotcha. Okay. So a lot of IC level designing. I never had a Bergstrom class because I'm not EE. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I've heard about him is the candy thing. And people have referred to him as Evil Santa because like, on Christmas he wears like a sweater. And they're like, <laughs> Evil Santa's back in town <laughs> to give us the hard exams. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I feel like... I feel like Dr. Bergstrom has a, I, I feel like he gets a bad rap with students because he is challenging, right? His, his exams are challenging, but I feel that the people that rise to meet the challenges that he presents benefit from it. No, right? yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. every, like yeah. all the classes I've had with him are like, if you go to office hours when you need it and you do all the homework ahead of time and you study, it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only people I've heard really complain about him are people that I know 
don't really put in much effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to work now. I mean, electronics yeah. is just a hard class in general. I mean, you're going through so much content and all of it's new. So you have yeah. no nothing to really base it on. Because circuits one and two are all introducing um, resistors, capacitors, and inductors, and you're just getting that intra-level um, concept of it. But then electronics, you're actually starting to go into diodes, MOSFETs, BJTs, and how those... Because you're actively controlling those. They're not just passive elements anymore. They're not just reacting to whatever's happening. You're actively changing their values. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. But I go to Bergstrom's office hours a lot, and they're very helpful. You know, so. I, I actually, I learned that, like, students don't know what office hours actually mean. Like, there's a, a non-negligible amount of students that don't know what office hours means. Like, they don't know that it means, like, like open office like I, I don't know it's I, I think I think I actually might have been one of those students like starting out like I never went to a professor's office hours until like my last year and I think I think it's a yeah I think it's a a mistake most students make to not go to office not hours go. well and I'm now just like last semester I'm like oh there's a learning center because yeah. like in your class I don't really know anyone like I'm I know you now but like yeah. um, I don't know a lot of, well you're too smart too for me <laughs> so I, it doesn't help um, but I don't know a lot of people, and so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to suffer alone. And then I realized the other day, I was like, oh, this is why we have office hours in a learning center. <laughs> yeah, I, that, was, that was the thing that I did as a student was like, uh, so I had a bunch of friends, but they were all mechanical engineers, and so I was still kind of isolated. I didn't have a bunch of EE friends, and it was kind of a small program. And so I went through so much of it kind of more or less alone. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like all this... All of this is so much better if you don't go through it alone. Like, if, yeah. if you make study groups and things like that, it's, like, one of the most powerful things you can do is just, like, to, I don't want to say suffer together, but to, like, experience and, like, feel that you're not alone is yes. like really, really, really beneficial. And I feel like I've had that in my other courses because EET, like, yeah. it's, there's, like, eight of us. Mm -hmm. So we all know each other and we can shoot the shit and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, this course... I'm like, I don't know any EEs, and you're, again, like, you don't suffer with me because you don't suffer, because you used to know everything, and that's <laughs> I don't know everything. not helpful. That is the thing I miss about EET most, because I used to be EET, and the, it's so much easier to talk to people when there's 10 people in a class <laughs> yeah. than, like, my classes, which are, like, 50. It's yeah. so hard, like, yeah. You really have to put yourself out there. Yeah. 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 That's how I got through fall of 22, is I had a group of, I think it was, like, five or six of us that we were all in electronics and EMAG together in signals and systems. So all three of us, I mean, we'd be spending Friday night from like 3 p.m. when we got out of class until midnight doing homework, but we were all doing the homework and we all would be talking back and forth with each other, figuring out problems, like picking up where somebody else didn't have the understanding and then helping them where they didn't have the understanding as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's super awesome. I mean, and there's, and I, I, I feel like I say it in class, um, but like, Students, you guys learn best when you're learning from each other. Like, professors can sit up there and talk all they want, and then I, I know I always say that I've, I've had some professors where I had, they would give quizzes the same day that you learn the material, and that was so 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 bad for me <laughs> because like, I I I always had to sit down and digest and like apply things beforehand, and so like, 
instant comp expecting instant comprehension was just so unfair in my opinion but mm -hmm. well and everyone like uh, learns differently too so you kind of need it to be like digested in multiple ways i don't even know yeah. if it's like necessarily the fact that like a student is telling me i think it's just that now i'm hearing it in a second way yeah. so now i can actually apply it to myself yeah. I, I almost think it's like the opposite it's not another student telling me it's that if someone asks me a question i'm gonna try to answer it even if yeah. i don't fully know but yeah. then i realize that i don't know it as well as i thought i did yeah. so now you have to over and then i'm like oh crap <laughs> yeah. and then i go and figure it out yeah that's fair Be, yeah i mean being able to teach something <clears throat> like or having to like explain something is also yeah really important like all the all the topics that i teach classes on like beforehand i would consider myself to be like have been mid-tier mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like crap i have to like understand no. this to like teach <laughs> it and like yeah so teaching a class like being told you have to teach a class in something is the best way to really get good at something because it's like, okay, because otherwise, like, I'm just going to be embarrassing myself the entire time, you know? <laughs> well, and I feel like for like, you too, being like an alumni, like yeah. you have your classes that you teach and you feel like specialized in them, but I also yeah. feel like you get looked at as, oh, you're an EE professor. You probably know these other EE topics and now I can ask you about anything. <laughs> and that must be so nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, it, it does happen. Like, I've had, I've had students, like, come and, like, my... I'm I'm pretty weak with like mathematics, um, but like sometimes like students will, like come and be like, hey, um, are you able to help with like this big statistics problem? And I'm like, <laughs> yikes. But it's it's, act it's been good for me because I I have tried to help before and like getting that like that that refresher is nice because it's it's totally one of those things like if you don't use it you definitely lose, you lose it. it. Yeah, yeah. hundred. Well, yeah, because even know. courses like so C is a prereq for microcontrollers. Yeah. Um, but I took that class three years ago, and I'm like, I don't remember what a pointer is. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely one of those things of you're going to lose it for sure. I think there's part of that that separates, like, really great professors between the good ones is that they're able to explain it in different ways, and they're able to understand what students are thinking. So I think that's one issue I find with professors who have been here for a long time and in academia is they understand the Ph.D. level and they get the really high level and really complex issues, but then they have to go back down to the low level where they're trying to explain it to someone who has no base understanding of the topic. Sure. And that can be very hard to explain when you haven't yeah. thought in that way for a long time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Not to get like too broad, big worldly. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> um, I'm like, being in 20s, like, I'm realizing how much of life is just going to be based on, like, my decisions. I know that sounds like not... Nah, nothing matters right now. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that did, like it, in my mind, that made sense for the conversation we were just talking about. I know that was kind of, like, <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm realizing, like, how much the rest of my life is going to look based on, like, what efforts I'm putting in and, like, where I'm directing my energy and the choices I'm making directly. That's very scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all terrified. Please yeah. help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, it's true. And so, uh, so are, you, are you asking for advice or are you just saying that as a statement <laughs> you want to change the topic? No, yeah. no. Okay. I just, yeah. It's something on my mind. You're a bit older than me. Yeah. Not by much, but you are old. Yeah. yeah. You're like established. You have like a family and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if that feeling ever goes away, like that, like that, like 
terrifyingness of like choice and all that stuff. I think, uh, I guess at least for me, what I've realized is make choices that are going to yield you being happy, right? So like, because there's other there's other things that form into that calculus of like, oh, am I going to make more money or am I going to be able to live at a certain place? So, but like, honestly, you really do have to prioritize your happiness because. Like, for example, right, a big decision I made, and maybe I said this on the podcast before, but um, is there's, there's two flavors of professors, really, right? There's research professors, like regular tenure-track professors, and then there's teaching professors. And so the research professor has this, um, this need to continually do research and uh, get grants and fund grad students and all that stuff, and there's less of a focus on teaching. And then the teaching professor, it's just teaching, right? And so the, the pay is definitely less. I think it, it, was, it would be like a $30,000 pay difference. But for me, so in, in grad school, I was kind of being like pressured into like, oh, you're going to be a professor, right? You're going to be a, like a real, a real professor. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more I got into teaching, the, the more I was like, I, I just want to focus on that because it actually, like, like the interactions with humans and all that stuff is important to me. Um, and so that's probably one of the best decisions is, like, not going where, like, people were trying to push me. And, mm-hmm. like, even though it is terrifying to make your own choice, I feel like it's better than the alternative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, choosing for you. Um, yeah. So there's that. And I think also, um, I mean... Like, this podcast is a choice. No one ever said, like, hey, you should sit down and make a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. It was just a thing that was, like, well, I had the camera equipment for the educational videos, and I was, like, I should do a podcast because I like talking to people, and I might as well, like, record it and, like, share it with other, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if I have good advice other than, like, <laughs> like, just take the choices that make you happy. Yeah. And I understand that there's there's going to be work behind it. Like, there's always work behind things. Um, and I, the other thing I've... So you might have, like, a fear of, like, making a wrong choice. Do you have, do you have that fear or... That coupled with, like, the... In order to say yes to something, you have to say no to other things. Yeah. And that yeah. sucks, too. Do you yeah. ever think about, like... Um, like, there's, like, Shane... Like, you're, like, number, like, 237. And there could be, like, a... 532 like the multiverse did, thing. the multiverse thing yeah. where like you're making the other decision that you didn't in previous yeah. and wondering like which one had like the best life that sucks <laughs> we're in the worst timeline throwing like yeah. on those previous decisions though can just be worse and you just kind of have to accept oh, what choices you've made and just yeah. keep moving forward and but but sometimes it's inevitable like you can't not think they about like, what if <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. The Science Friday episode for uh, New Year's this year was about yourself and your future self and how you view other people versus how you view yourself versus how you view you in five years, you in 10 years. Mm. And <clears throat> they did a bunch of like brain scans, like watching brain activity, telling people to think about themselves, think about someone else, think about yourself in like next week, next month, next year. Mm, and the way that your brain lights up when you're thinking about yourself in the future is the same as when you think about other people and it's different from how you think about yourself now 
that which is why it's so hard for people to like try to make good decisions necessarily about like what will affect them in the future because you're kind of just thinking about it disconnected from yourself entirely we've had a conversation on this before i think that's wild it's insane that, like yeah that you like the f future you is like not something your brain can comprehend as like yourself and will always be just something in like the future and not something that you can like almost obtain mm -hmm. even though it is like obtainable yeah well i mean and also if you subscribe to the idea of like evolution and all that like our brains aren't we're we weren't we weren't we weren't grown or evolved to think in such long time spans like mm -hmm. we're like we're pretty like reactionary like in terms of like the way like our brains put together um and so it's kind of it's kind of interesting because what you're asking is something that your brain intrinsically is not able to do right. like it's just the way it's wired um yeah making choices that's what we're yeah 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 um yeah i i suppose i you know, it's crazy because, so you think about like, okay, this choice might cause this to happen, might cause this to happen, and and maybe I just got lucky, um, but there's so many things that were really scary when I made the choice that almost in every case, I'm like, man, I'm glad it happened that way, and that just happened for me. Like, okay. like uh, I bought my house when I was still a grad student on my toony, toony, tiny grad student pay, right? It wasn't a bunch of money. And we bought a house, and it was a kind of a big gamble. Um, but now, like, now after the pandemic, and like real estate prices have gone way up up here, like super hardcore. And like our house is like doubled in price. And like finding a house that has any property, which is really Dang. important to my wife and I. And so it was one of those things. It was like it was terrifying. And even through like grad school, like paying for it was like terrifying, terrifying. But now I'm looking back and like, man, Thank I'm God. really glad we did that. That's wild. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, it, it's. I think, right. Life is about being flexible, right? So being comfortable in life is about being flexible, and knowing that, yeah, sure. You know, maybe there are two hundred and fifty-six versions of you, right? We can only mm -hmm. store it in a bite. Um, but <laughs> right. That was so the, nerdy. Yeah, so, so there's that many versions of you, and you know what? I'm willing to bet as long as you're a flexible, adaptable person, probably like 75% of those versions are still doing well and happy, even though they could be vastly different, That's right? Fair. And so that, that might be a comforting thing to think that like, oh yeah, it could have been, but you know what? Actually, all these ways could work. There's so many viable paths. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, it's just not like, there's not one. There's not like the one correct Sierra somewhere yeah. floating around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair, too. And there's a lot of decisions I feel like are pretty small in comparison as well that I, I don't know, I overlook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I dwell. Wait, overlook or no, look I, too much into? To, yeah. I meant I dwell <laughs> yeah. on small things that probably don't matter as much. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do the same thing. <laughs> like, there's, like, really small things that give me way more anxiety than they should. And my wife, like, doesn't understand sometimes some of the things that gives me, like dealing with like reporting like purchasing like at work for some reason mm. it just gives me so much anxiety i'm like <laughs> I can't, what if i can't find that receipt or yeah 
It's a, it's I'm going to go to prison forever. Yeah, <laughs> even when I was making the purchases for Oshi, I was like, I don't know if I type in the address wrong, it's going to go to some random place and we're going to still get charged for it. It's yeah, like, yeah. is it going to be wrong? It's the same thing with like, taxes. Like, no oh, one really yeah. knows how to do yeah, taxes. Yeah. <laughs> no one really knows how to do taxes. Not at our yeah. age. <laughs> our age, like we're all the same age here. Yeah. Um, like, they have like TurboTax and stuff, and you just, like, you're just trusting that yeah, they're going to yeah. do it. What if in like 10 years... I'm in prison. <laughs> They're like, you didn't do it right in 2014. And you're held accountable, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. law where it's like after so many years they can't like try yeah. you for it. How is there a statute of limitations on I think, I think there is. Uh, it's like okay. 10 years. I think it's like 10 years or something. Nice. 10 years. <laughs> no. Start the clock. Start the clock. No. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to say, sorry, I always forget my cover my butt thing. Um, oh, yep. Yeah, so... Uh, if you, <laughs> I'm always reminded of this because there's something borderline that does remind me. Is uh, the three of you, if you say you're not protected um, from self-incrimination uh, on this podcast, and also if I think you're in danger, I have to report it. And anything we say does not necessarily reflect the views of Michigan Tech. There, I did my cover. Very true. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I am not committing tax fraud. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm yes. not intentionally committing tax fraud. <laughs> yeah, intentionally is the keyword there. Yeah. So, what, what books are you guys reading these days? I'm only reading fiction. That's okay. Yeah, well, I was reading this other book for a class, but my take on it is kind of political, I'm not going to lie. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's for a class, and I don't want to start beef. Okay. So, I'm going to leave that one there. Carson, what do you read? That's fair. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie, I don't read that much. Yeah. But um, the one book that I do want to start is Dune. Because mm. I've been waiting for so long for part two to come out, mm -hmm. but... I still want to go back and read the books and see what's different Did you watch mm -hmm. between that. I watched the first one. You watched the movie? Yeah. I've seen part one. I need to watch part two when it comes out, but I don't know if I'm going to be at home for just long enough because it comes out the Friday of our spring break. Oh. So. Oh, is it coming out that soon? March 1st. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. So anybody who wants to watch Dune 2, March 1st. <laughs> Good movie. I didn't watch the first one. You should watch the first I one. I should. I know. I saw the cast, like the lineup, and I got really excited about it, and then I just completely forgot about <laughs> it's it. It's very Avatar and, like, very big movie. It's yeah. just, like, a lot of lore behind it, very... A lot of world building. Big visuals, a lot of world building. Yeah. You've read Dune. But I read 75% of it, and I got a little bored. 75% of the first book, or, the like, first of the book. series? The first oh, book, yeah. I got, got a little bored. bored. Really? Yeah, I did. I did, yeah. And I don't know, I... I think it's interesting. I find, like, in grade school, it seems like there's there's this big thing about, oh, God, I've been videotaping myself for a really long time, and you guys <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, so I found in grade school, right, like, there's this big push of read, 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 read. And I find that when most people get to, like, college, it has to go to the wayside because there's all this other stuff that you have Textbooks. to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's what happened to me is I like kind of stopped reading in college and then grad school didn't really have time to read. And then finally I'm like kind of excited because after, after I graduated and got a job, I could like actually, like I, I read religiously every morning. I'll, I'll wake up at six and just read. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, but I, I tried reading Dune. I was like, 
you know, when I saw the movie was going to come out, I think I was still in grad school. I might have been. And I tried reading the book then, and I was kind of busy in my, my reading attention span, I think, was a little less refined at that point. And so I might, yeah. I might go back to it. I don't know. Yeah. And after reading a bunch of white papers and techno technical documentation, it yeah. really pushes me <laughs> off of reading, and I need else. to stop yeah. looking at a piece of paper on a screen yeah. and start doing something else. Yeah, I just yeah. don't have the self-control to stop reading when I'm like, I, I don't really have the time that. to read, but if I yeah. start reading something that's good, I'm just going to yeah. be like, I don't need to do homework. I can just yeah. keep reading this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get way too into it. So it's a bad idea. I feel like your uh, sentiment about like, losing like the hobby of reading can kind of be drawn out to like all hobbies like i started like schoolwork and then i was like oh schoolwork is now like my one and only thing like me being a student is also my hobby <laughs> like yeah. on top of being like oh, my yeah. career or whatever yeah. now that like i'm like about to be out i'm like i can do things that i like again things are starting to open up things yeah. are starting to open up of like whoa i'm gonna have like time just because like you get a job, I mean, not for you, maybe, but, like, other, like, nine to fives. Like, it ends at five. You get to go yeah. home, which I think you've been better about this. I'm pretty, I'm pretty strong on nine to five which myself, yeah. Which is healthy and good. Yeah. Um, but, like, for now, it's just kind of, like, it never turns off. Like, you yeah. go to bed and you're like, I could have, I could be using my time doing this other thing. <laughs> Last semester like, when I was on co-op and I didn't have school, I had so much free time. I did yeah. so many things, it's and wild. now I have... My school is my hobby. Like, yeah. I don't have extra time. <laughs> yeah, I think part of the issue, though, with being an engineer is just, at least for me, I'm always thinking about whatever was going on at work. <clears throat> this is, that's just what I like to do. I like electronics. I like right. circuit theory and design. And so when I was on, I was on co-op at Plexus um, last spring, summer, and I would get back home and I'd just still be thinking about stuff that was going on at work. Like, oh, how could I design this? How could I do that? That's fair. And so it never really stopped, but it wasn't like... A requirement, so I could just stop thinking about it if I wanted to. Yeah, it's the choice nice. there because yes. I also have that, but it's mm -hmm. like there's no no one's like waiting for you to finish this like yeah. at home. It's exactly. the guilt that comes with like, oh, I could have been using that last hour to be doing the next homework assignment or like mm -hmm. studying or like going over lecture content. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, I I have that. So I um I sat down at one point during grad school and I wrote down like the things that caused me anxiety. Like, you know, I, I get like anxiety about stuff and I never actually like stood back it, it, until this this time that I actually did to like identify like what sorts of things actually would trigger my anxiety and it was just kind of a almost meta-analysis. And like and I found like so financial instability, right? That's the thing that caused me anxiety. Um and then the next one was, the next big one was open-ended projects. Like, I don't know when the end's going to be. Um, and so those, those two things were pretty much being a grad student, like, to <laughs> T. Because I would do that same thing. I would, I would get home, right, and I'd be like, I could be spending this time researching something on my computer, or I could be doing this, this, or this. Um, my way to combat that is and I still mostly do that today is I make daily to-do lists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that way like when I get to the end of the day and and it, it's a skill like you have to kind of get better at making achievable to-do lists, but you check all that stuff off and you can look at it and say there we go. Mm -hmm. Like I know I still have more work to do, but I put that <clears> on tomorrow's <throat> thing and it's almost like a psychological like cue like go pursue something else because you got enough done. You know. Yeah. No, that's a good way of doing it. I started making to-do lists, but I like have found 
in my mind, the deadline is midnight. So I can yeah. wait until 10 p.m. and get it uh, all yeah. done in two hours. Yeah. And I've done all my things. <laughs> yeah. But I procrastinated like the whole day. I became yeah. very good at that last semester because I had um, Pilotronics and all the homeworks were due at 8 a.m. on Wednesday. So like, yeah, there, it was due at like midnight Tuesday I set for myself, but I would start them like a week ahead of time yeah. and try to get them done as soon as possible. And towards the end of the semester, it just started to kind of roll off to, oh, I'll do that later, I'll do that later. And then it 5 dug into, yeah, <laughs> dug into this semester as well. And it's, procrastination is not great, but. No, but it's a reality. Mm -hmm. I don't know. At least you're honest with yourself. <laughs> That's the first step is admitting you have a problem. I just won't stop thinking about things until I do them. So, like, I definitely still procrastinate, but the level of procrastination is, like, it's not like I'm procrastinating to do something relaxing or fun. I'm procrastinating to worry about the thing I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're in pain until you I, do the thing. Yeah, so usually I just, like, okay, I just have to do this. Like, yeah. I would love to get a poll of how many people on campus have anxiety, specifically engineers. Well, I think, I think, uh, Mental health and wellness, or whatever their the actual department is, they do they do like screening um at the library to see oh, like if actually? you have depression or anxiety, and so they those numbers actually might exist already. Um, Interesting. I mean, but it wouldn't be campus wide though. It'd be like whoever like shows up to get a screening. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's kind of it's kind of yeah. self selected and, and biased. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe during microcontrollers I'll do an anonymous survey where everyone closes their eyes and we'll see like how many people identify as. <laughs> With anxiety. I yeah. almost feel like you need a level of that anxiety for some of the mindset of a lot of engineers. It's a, anxiety yeah. is just a mechanism that your brain has and, it, yeah. and different things employ it, you know, mm -hmm. so. And that definitely drives me to get work done. It's like, oh no, I, like, I need to get this done. So I, like, I get it done and then once it's over, I'm like, okay, cool, I can relax now. Yeah. Yeah. I. I got diagnosed for anxiety last year, and I started on anxiety meds, and my experience is not going to be everyone's experience, but it felt good, like, not, like, my anxiety definitely went away a lot, but it was, like, the worst my grades have ever been, because I just, like, kind of was like, oh, it's fine. Like, yeah. I just kind of didn't care, yeah. and then I was like, this is not me. Like, yeah. anxiety sucks, but it's also, it's like, very much part of me. Yeah, that's fair. And part of it might be just like needing to like have that like overlapping time of your adjusting and then like it gets better, but that but going through the overlapping time <laughs> yeah. it, as a student is just like not worth it. Yeah. Oh, it was weird when I was doing all the every semester up until the semester I had electronics, I I wasn't I wasn't getting a perfect four point, but I was getting pretty high. And then that last semester that I or the semester I had electronics, I was stressed out of my mind. I was putting a ton of time into Formula SAE when I was still on that part of that enterprise, electronics, EMAG, signals, I don't even know what else, but I was getting very little sleep, doing nothing but homework all day, and I got a four point that semester. And I don't know how it <laughs> happened that way. I didn't look at my grades a single time. I just did homework and I was constantly thinking about homework and nothing else. Oh I do better when I'm extra busy. Yeah. If I'm like medium busy, it's it's easy to just not. It's easy to be like, like I don't want to do this right yeah, now, I have time. True. That yeah. is true. I, I, I've actually experienced the same thing where, like, uh, my, if my schedule is packed, it's like I have no room to, like, dink around. Like, I, like, I have to have allocated times to get things done. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that thing about, like, not looking at grades and all that stuff. Um, so on my, my wall of inspiration back there, um, 
right? So those are all people that in some way, shape, or form have influenced the way I think. Anyway, up the top right, that's a professor I had at Saginaw Valley State University where I did my undergrad. His name was Dr. Burnett. Um, his first name's Doctor. No. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, and I had him for Physics 1 and Physics 2. And one, he was such an impressive professor because he would come in, we would do our notes on the board, and he would never have any notes. And so he would just derive all the equations and everything. And, and it would be like we would start like with a capacitor, and all of a sudden he would point at a number and be like, that's the speed of light. Like we just derived the speed of light. And I was like, whoa. Um, Three times 10 to the 8. Anyways, huh? Three times 10 to the 8. You know what? Perfect. Anyways. 2.99 um, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, so the, the thing with him is he didn't give exam grades back. He didn't really even give, give any grades back the entire semester. You could come and talk to him about the exam afterwards and all that. But uh, his philosophy was um, that, you know, like the, uh, like the military thing where, like, the officer says jump and then everyone says, like, how high, sir, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. His thing was, like, it doesn't matter where you're at right now. You should always be jumping as high as you can, right? So, like, the where you're... He really didn't want to have those like bean counting students. That's like, uh, I only need to get seventy percent on this exam and all that stuff um, to get a certain grade. Instead, it's like, don't worry about the grade. Just invest in actually learning the stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like students are really angry in his class. They were like gonna go to like the the dean of students and all that stuff. And I think a bunch of us got like A's and B's, and they were all like reasonable grades. The stuff was challenging, but. Um, yeah, and so like, I, so I had him for physics one, and I remember being really stressed. And then I had him for physics two, and I knew that I put a lot of effort in, and I got a decent grade. And all of a sudden, it was like, I just need to put that level of effort in, and, yeah. and I'll get that grade. And it, I, it worked. And so it was, it was an interesting, kind of liberating thing. I, I don't quite have the cojones to do that <laughs> myself. Um, well, it's, I mean, probably for the best, because if people, if you almost like. Was at the end of like getting fired or something from students? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, okay. No, I don't know if I got that bad, but no, no. I think I think like people were gonna go to the dean of students, but they they never did. They were. It was basically like if I end up failing this class, then I'm gonna go to the dean of students. And no. Okay, all right. Yeah. Fair. Um, I feel like there's something on that wall that is an outlier. There's someone up there that doesn't make sense with the rest of the people, and I feel like we need to talk about it. Who? <laughs> um, the here Johnny thing. Johnny. <laughs> I'm like yes. I'm like noticing like all these like yeah. prestigious people and then there's just yeah. that one yeah. yeah so um so that's that's my high school physics teacher Rob Mock and you probably can't see him on if I see him on, see him no. on this camera it's back there anyways um yeah so that's my high school physics teacher Rob Mock um uh sorry what Rob Mock is his name Robert the guy Mock. in the movie no, oh, that's, that's that's not Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's not. It's not. No, it was a, <laughs> it was a goofy picture that he took. I stole from his Facebook. Oh my um, word! That looks like straight up like the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. No, so that was just him being goofy. But, uh, uh, yeah. It, it's I got concerned because I was yeah. like, these are the people I look up to, and I was like, yeah, Jack oh. Nicholson. <laughs> so many, Let's do. Jack and, I mean, I'm just really, I'm ready craft. to snap. Yeah, like, was, I'm ready to snap, yeah. just like the guy up there. <laughs> No, it's okay. You guys want to hear a little thing? I'll cover up my microphone so no one else hears. A little secret. Mm. Um, 
Well, okay, so... We'll just, you just clip it. Huh, yeah, so <laughs> how many... Uh, do you ever find that some people's personalities you mimic a little part of? You're like, mm. I like that person. Absolutely. And so, like, Rob Mock is one of those people, like, if you were to go back and watch videos of him doing high school, you would find overlap between the way I actually teach my classes. It, <laughs> oh, seriously, no. and one of the things, one of the things he would always do, and I try and do it too, because it, I, it always felt like I always liked it, was when he was explaining something and you finally got it, he'd go, and he would like snap his finger like that. And it would be like a, oh, you know, like a signifying, like he recognized you got it. I have seen you doing that before. And he has seen you like probably snap before. And so I stole that from him. Anyways, um, it's so crazy because I there's a couple people in high school that I kind of keep in contact with. But then I keep, like, every time I go down south, I visit Rob, like my high school physics Aww. teacher. I do, yeah. Um, and so we, like, play board games and chit-chat. And actually, so Rob, um, he officiated my wife and I's wedding. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Is he like crazy. super excited that you all became a teacher? I think so. Yeah. I think there's a degree of like pride. He, the thing is, he so he's retired now. He's a he's a big person on um on like financial independence and retiring early. And so mm -hmm. he retired really early. And anyways, um, so he retired and he's got a really big Tesla coil that you could wrap your arms around, and he wants me to have it. And so I'm kind of excited to wow. inherit that. Jeez. Um, it is 4:43. I'm so sorry. Okay. No. I got it going. So this is going to be a no, little good. short episode, but I have to ask our final question. And I'm actually kind of sad because this is a really good conversation that we were kind of having. But maybe we'll have to have a, uh, an episode right two. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. The return. Yeah. So, um, but my final question for mm. each one of you, real quick, is which album do you recommend someone listens to? Like, what do you, what do you recommend? We, what On we the go? spot. Yep. Any genre specific or something? Something to you, like okay. yeah, you gotta listen to this. Um, okay, go. Um, <laughs> Let them only see butterflies by Grabbits. What kind of music is that? Uh, it's like indie rock mixed with EDM. Mm. Nice. It came out last year. It's one of my all-time favorites. Beauty. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go with um, "Take Me Back to Eden" by Sleep Token. It's um, a metalcore band. Um, but they, they throw in like a couple different genres. They're super big right now. Um, it's like an anonymous, they wear like masks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Super groovy. Not, yeah. not well, uh, yeah. I mean, not slip Not genre-wise, the, but the, the, the mask-wise, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. I guess mine would be Ram by Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Mm, it's just that yeah. I love Daft Punk, I love EDM music. Yeah. And that's just one album I can go back to and listen to the full thing front what, to back. What songs are on that one? Oh, Give Life Back to Music, Lose Yourself to Dance, Giorgio by Mordor, Contact. Um, oh, okay, Touch. So there, there's a lot of really What's the ones. one that's like really colorful and it's like the mercurial daft punk on the... Where it's like the mask split in half. Maybe, yeah, I can't... That, that's that, Ram. That's Ram, okay. Yeah, because all their others are just... Daft Punk in words. What's what's the one that's like one more time? One more time. That one's on Discovery. Gotcha. That's yeah. the one. I would recommend the full. Album. I've listened yeah. to the full, full their full discography front to back. Homework, yeah. Discovery, yeah. Yeah. Um, just all that's great. Have you played Just Dance? <laughs> I'm not a big dancer, oh, but I have played Just Dance before. They have a Daft Punk song on I'm Just sure Dance. They do. <laughs> they won. Phenomenal. They won Album of the Year back in twenty. I think it was twenty fourteen. For Ram, so 
I think that I think 2014 yeah. is probably the last time I listened to yeah. Daft Punk. I have not yeah. heard that band in a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're good. They've, Same thing with like Bruno Mars though. Bruno Mars came on something and just unfortunate. Do you, what is your? Do you have a favorite album? Well, do you so ever ask this question back? Well, yeah, it, it, I think this is the third time this has happened now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, that's okay. <laughs> Big fan. Um, what's a what's another different album that I really recommend? I mean, Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Um, right. Uh, it's actually it's kind of panned by some fans. Are like, oh, it's not that good. But honestly, like, so it's a it's a double album, and it's like each song is like, in my opinion, really good. Um, some. Yeah. You um you you give off like Fleetwood Mac vibes. I like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean like Rumors, like that album, like it's it deserves all like the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really Valid. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. You need to pick up your daughter. I have to go pick up my daughter. Yeah. Thank you so much yes. for um, being on the Rando special. Absolutely. I kind of like Rando specials. So. <laughs> all right. Fun. A cluster. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.